Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thanks, Lenny. And aloha, aloha to everybody. It's Robin here from Hawaii. I'm going to be sharing with you today um, on the way of mastery. And let's see. So I'm at lesson um, ten in the way of knowing, in the way of mastery. And hey, Roy, <laughs> and hi, Lynn. Here. So yeah, lesson ten in the way of knowing, and it's called um, "You are here to extend the love of God into creation." You are here to extend the love of God into creation. Hey, Alan, aloha. Um, and so this one, I did share some on this lesson last week, and it, it's so beautiful, so deep. And um, so let's go deep into the lesson again. This week, I'm going to pick up. Um, kind of only really got to the beginning of this lesson. Uh, so let's see. Just in the first couple of pages, I'm going to kind of begin here where I feel guided to uh, start. And um, let's see here. They tell us here, and this is a sharing again from Joshua. Joshua says he's not alone. Was it the Christ Council? <laughs> also the lineage, and they do share that here. So let's see, they do talk about the lineage here that we are all a part of, all of us. Hey, Ohio, Ohio guy, Ohio guy. <laughs> good afternoon. And a good morning to you too. It's uh, morning time here in um, Hawaii. It's 10 a.m. here in Hawaii. Good afternoon to you. <laughs> nice to meet you. Okay, so yeah, they share about the ancient lineage that we all are a part of, all of us. And so um, coming from Joshua, Joshua shares here, he tells us, I as Joshua ben Joseph, and unless uh, Joshua is coming in, um, through as that name, also known as Jesus. So he says, I, as Joshua ben Joseph, am merely the culmination of the expression of that, it's got capital T here, that, the divine, the God self, in the field of space and time. From that moment, it has begun to spread out and to seep into more and more minds. As the sonship is awakened to the resonance within the field of energy that is the Christ mind, you are in the process of ultimate transfiguration. You are part of an ancient lineage with but one purpose, the complete transfiguration of human consciousness into being the literal field of Christ mind. Extending creation throughout the physical dimension. There are many extraordinary things ahead for humanity. There are many extraordinary things ahead for you. No matter how deeply you have stepped into this journey, no matter how many transfigurative experiences you have had, as the false self melts away and the reality of Abba, let's say Abba here, God, the divine, is birthed in the mind made by God. There is always more. There is always more. Are you having trouble hearing me, Jim? Hi, Jim. Can you hear now? Let me know if there's any uh, problems with the sound. And I'll continue here. I came in um, at the end of... Um, <laughs> Ohio uh, is asking a, a question, am I Christian? 
Um, I feel like I'm all of it. I'm everything. There's nothing that I'm not. There's nothing that I wouldn't um, embrace. If there's anything that I leave out and say I am not a part of that, then I'm looking upon separation. So my feeling is uh, whatever I'm feeling guided, I follow my heart. I listen to my heart center. And I follow what feels good in every moment. And I bring everything back to what feels good in every moment. And so um, growing up as a little child, I was uh, uh, with Church of England. I'm not sure if that's uh, something... I'm sure, it, I guess it's a religion here. I, was, I grew up in Australia. And then uh, when I was a teenager, my uh, parents changed, uh, changed me to Catholic, Catholic religion. And so that was quite a, a surprise to me at the time, the, the variance in religions there that I noticed as a young child. And then kind of having a little fear toward the Catholic religion, I remember. And then Today, uh, we have a cute little Catholic church down the street here. And I remember initially kind of going there and kind of, you know, feeling a little kind of apprehensive. You know, is this okay for me to walk in here? Like, what religion am I today? (laughs) And kind of really sitting with that and feeling into that. And then asking my heart, this was a couple of years ago, asking my heart, you know, how does this feel to walk in here? How does this feel? And um, it felt good. I got a big yes in my heart, so I walked in and um, saw some folks that I knew, some neighbors that were there, and it was it was very fun. And, you know, I'm part of a unity church gathering here where I facilitate some groups each week, and um, it, it's, you know, going kind of looking beyond the ideas of, of anything I've held in the past and kind of letting any of that go and, and coming to realize that we're really in this together. We're so in this walk together. And um, so Ohio was sharing, was a, he, he was a Christian, um, more agnostic now than I don't know, unsure now, <laughs> was raised a Christian, Ohio was sharing. Yeah. And um, what a beautiful place to be, like, I don't know. I mean, how, that just feels so beautiful in the heart when we say, I don't know, like, let me see what feels good to me now, what feels good. I'm feeling unsure. And that is such a beautiful, honest place to be. We're just then in that place that feels open. And that's what this journey feels like to me, is that it's an opening, more and more an opening of the heart to really see how does this sit with me? How, what, what feels like, you know, and, and at times we may get a yes to walk in a door, uh, you know, to any particular religion. We may kind of feel like, oh, no, we may, may feel drawn to go over here in this moment. But if we, you know, kind of, when we can let go of our, uh, the idea that we have about it and just really step into that not knowing, being unsure it's okay to not know in the moment and how does it feel in this moment how we feel in this moment might not feel the same in the next moment you know next week or next month we may not have the same feeling but we can let go of the way that we've seen um, the ideas that we've held and just really rest into like how does our heart feel in this moment and then we can really feel the opening when we feel the opening in the heart center we know that we're really stepping into that um, laying on the altar you know kind of really resting on the altar climbing upon the altar and and laying on the altar and, 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 and saying where would you have me go what would you have me do what would you have me say and really moving into the heart center, realizing that we're really talking to ourselves. We're really talking to the awakened self, the truth of who we are. We're not giving any of ourselves away and saying, where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What would you have me say? We're really speaking to ourselves, the awakened self that is guiding us in every moment. And then that sleeping self, the self who we believed ourselves to be, is falling away in that moment we've let go of the control we've let go of 
seeing things in, in a particular way, in a particular fashion. We've let go of the ideas that we've held on to, the meanings that we've given to things. In that moment, we're saying, I don't know. Show me the way. Where will I go? Who will I speak to? What will I say? And we're asking our heart centers. We're asking the awakened self who we are. And we've come to realize that we let go of that steering wheel, that control, fixing, changing things. We let go of that control to find out that the truth of us, the awakened self, had the steering wheel all along. That <laughs> we truly were in control. Love really does have a handle on everything. The God self, the true self, the one self has a handle on everything. And we come to find that as we're turning to that truth, that awakened self, that we're resting in that not knowing which simultaneously a knowing arises at the same time and, and that we continue to rest in that not knowing and then and simultaneously knowing arises and and that to me is to sum it up is let let go, let God. We and we're letting go and we're letting ourselves. We're letting our true self. And Roy wrote on the board here, um, I'm oh, looking back one here, uh, Ohio said, uh, keep, he asked us, keep me in your prayers. I was diagnosed with advanced esophageal cancer Monday, need more scans, going to start treatment soon, but prognosis is good. Yeah, really opening and, and, and the, opening the heart and embracing you, Ohio. Thank you for being here and for sharing and, and uh, being open and really appreciating your sharing with us and wrapping my heart around you and, and prayers for, you know, that the highest good that your soul, what your soul is guiding you toward right now that, uh, for you, for this journey, that really holding that for you, really holding you in that beautiful place of knowing that your, your awakened self, your true self, has a handle on this and that all is unfolding and that through this you will come to know more of who you are and more of who you are and that's my prayer for you, more of who you are, remembering more of who you are. And yeah, Lynn wrote on the board, we're all praying for you. And let's have a look at what Roy, Roy wrote on the board here. Believing God is the love in all people. Heaven is a state of mind. We are in heaven dreaming we are not. God is the love in all people. No darkness in God. There is no hell. Salvation comes from the atonement. Beautiful. Thank you, Roy. And Roy's blessing our brother, Ohio, as well. Thank you. Um, and Ohio shared on the board here, I'd lie if I said I wasn't scared or stunned. I'm 29. My mum died of cancer at 40. I have several relatives who had it. Seems to be so genetic. And again, you know, um, Ohio, um, when we, the genetic, you know, and this is coming from me, from my heart, the feeling that I have as I share and I read that, um, is an idea. It's an idea. And if we can let go of the idea that this is the way it should be, Jeshua asks us in the way of mastery to burn the word should. He asks us to Literally, write it on paper. Write the word should on a, on a bit of paper and burn it. He also asks us to burn the word ought. And he asks us to burn must. I must do that. I must do that. I must do this. And he asks us to burn the words have to. I have to do this. This has to be. This must be. Because they had it. This must be. I should be next in line. And to um, really let go of that old identification that we have and to come to witness that 
when we come to realize that we're all love, as Roy was sharing there, heaven is a state of mind. It's what Roy shared with us. We are in heaven dreaming we are not. So when we come to realize that the ideas that we hold on to, that's the idea of who we believe ourselves to be. It's the idea of who we believe that we should be and the idea of who we should become, who we should be based on what we've been told, based on genetics, based on assumptions. Because what do we know really? When we step back into the not knowing, I really don't know. I can give this all up. Can I look in my heart and see why is this? Everything that's arising for us, Jeshua shares with us in the way of mastery, is arising for us. It's happening for us. It's not happening to us. When we hand over that steering wheel and we hand it over to the awakened, awakened self, the fully awakened self of you that's existing right here, right now, we hand that steering wheel over, we come to realize that love, that truth of who we are, the awakened self, has a handle on everything. And, and what's arising is arising for us. Why? So we come to know ourselves, our true selves, our awakened selves, more fully, more fully, and more fully. We come to find that there's events and there's pain and suffering. Yeah, and it, it seems cruel at times. But we come to realize that when we can um, have that shift, in perception, allow that shift in perception. Allow that understanding to drop deeper and deeper. Contemplating, who am I? Who am I? What can I learn from this? What's what? This is right now. This seeming idea of pain and suffering that's right in front of me. When I bring this into my heart center, what can I learn from this? What is the message that's coming from this? Everything that's arising is offering us a message. When we can really move through that and, and open up our hearts and really look and see what can I learn from this, what's unfolding here, we come to find every time that it's a memory of self that we're choosing. When we choose love, instead of the old identification, instead of the old ideas, realizing they're observated. Who can say that right here, right now, this is who I am, this is who I should be, this is what should happen. And when we take that step back, we lay on the altar. I remember one time I was laying my body on the altar, expecting that then I'm letting go, letting God. But when I came to realize, and I was given this guidance to lay on the altar, to get upon the altar, when we lay on the altar, we realize that we're handing over the steering wheel in that moment. We've burned the word should in that moment. We've let go of our identification with the way things should be. We've let go of the need to fix and change. We let go. We hand over the steering wheel to our awakened self. And then, in that moment, we know in our hearts, then we trust the next step and the next step. How does it feel now? How does it feel now? How does it feel now? And we come to realize that letting go, letting God, is where we let go of old ideas, the way things should be done, and we begin to really listen and follow our hearts. We follow that awakened self that's always here always awake, coming to realize that heaven is right here, right now. Heaven isn't somewhere to get to. We don't ever leave. How can we leave when heaven is right here? How can we leave when we are the heaven that's right here and right now? And Roy wrote on the board here, choose joy and happiness and peace. They're, they're all part of everything real. Yeah, thank you, Roy. 
choose joy, we choose happiness, and we choose peace. And ultimately, we come to find that that's the journey into self. The journey and the memory of self is choosing love, choosing joy, choosing happiness, choosing peace. In every moment, what is my choice now? And when something arises that appears other than love, it's arising to give us to, in our face that what are we choosing? What am I choosing in this moment? Am I choosing this idea that's in front of me? Am I choosing to maintain my belief that I should be this, that I should be that? Or am I willing to let that go? Am I willing to choose love in this moment? Am I willing to hand over the steering wheel in this moment to my awakened self, my true self, that's fully, fully awake right here, right now? Can I trust in that? Can I have faith in that? Can I let go and allow? Let's read a little more here and, and see that it's always beautiful and cool. As we're sharing, and uh, it's always some beautiful messages always relating to what we're sharing. So have a look at the... Um, Again, this is lesson 10 in the way of knowing, in the way of mastery. And they share with us here, the father, the father never ceases in extending himself into the forms of his creation. Never. That which the soul is, even beyond the lifespan of the body, can never die nor will it ever be completed. For creation is an infinite process of extending the good, the holy, and the beautiful. Understand well then that you are not an ordinary person. You are no lo- that you no longer walk this planet asleep. You may have thought saying, I'm still not there. I still don't quite get the way of knowing. It takes my breath away to hear there is only God, and I am that. Let it take your breath away. Enjoy the experience knowing that that is precisely the most perfect thing that can be occurring in the process of transfiguration that you are undergoing. And they tell us here, this is a subheading, you are part of a very ancient family. You are already in the hands of Abba, the hands of God, hands of truth. You are already embraced and supported by many, many beings abiding in a non-physical dimension that are part of this expanding circle of energy that we call the lineage. Our numbers are numerous. Many of our names are known to you. Who are we then? Well, you know me. You know that of St. Germain, saying, well, you know me, Jeshua, Jesus. You know that of St. Germain. You know that of Mary. You know that of Abraham and Moses. There are many, many others. You know the names of the prophets of the Torah. The entire lineage expressed itself down through the birthing of what was called the Jewish nation, which carries the great strand of the Messiahship, culminating in the birth of me, Jeshua ben Joseph. You are part of a very ancient family. You are becoming one and the same as that field of shimmering, radiant light that is the purity of the love of God shining through consciousness into the realm of matter, into the physical dimension. This makes you not ordinary, but extraordinary. For without fanfare and without external ritual, which often casts only a spell over the heart and mind, The ego loves ritual. You have indeed gone through many initiations. The day and the hour in which you first opened to me through this pathway, you underwent an an initiation. You gave your consent to your creator to transfigure your beingness so that it becomes the conduit through which the creator extends himself. And, you know, coming up to the end of the Wave Mastery here, this is 
the second last lesson in the way of mastery. There's 35 lessons. Uh, there's 11 in the way of knowing. The first section is called the way of the heart. That's 12 lessons. The second section is the way of transformation. That's 12 lessons. Then this third section is the way of knowing, which is 11 lessons. They always seem to come in trilogies, <laughs> in threes, in, in many of these channelings. And um, it's it, for, for me, along this journey, it's been a really beautiful journey with the way of mastery. Has, I, I have felt that I've just dropped deeper and deeper into self, into the memory of who I am from going through this journey, the way of mastery. When I first picked it up, when I first picked up this book, I came, you know, I was initially feeling kind of, I don't know, some resistance towards it. There's lessons in the way of mastery. More early on, I don't recall there being lessons in this section. Um, in the previous sections, there were some lessons. I think more way of transformation, memory. But, um, so initially I, I remember seeing there was lessons and, and I had been through the workbook of A Course in Miracles three times. <laughs> so I was like, oh, another workbook. Oh no. And about a week later, I kind of, I felt guided to pick the book up again. And when I did, I felt guided to read paragraph. I just opened it to any page and began reading. And I remember as soon as I began reading, it just hit me in the core of my heart. It just felt like that my heart was just like so happy in that moment. You know, and that's for me, that was my journey. And at that moment when I would, I guess, was, this was something my soul was uh, aligning with, my, my truth was aligning with, that I was feeling called to. And for me, it has been a beautiful journey. I felt that my heart has just really opened and opened more and more, ever so deeply from taking this journey. And yeah, I I really enjoyed the way of mastery. So it's something if you feel in your heart, if you feel drawn to it, um, it's a beautiful book, that, a beautiful sharing, and it just takes us deeper and deeper into our true self. And, and, and for me, it was a cracking. It felt like my at, at one point there was a chakra kind of cracking open, type of thing, like a chakra opening up, and really feeling that. Um, there was just a big opening, an opening with my heart, opening in the mind, um, and just has felt so good along the way. And I can see that for me now, I'm, I'm very glad that I listened when I, and I and I went and opened up the book again, and that I was guided to read a little bit from the book, and I'm really glad I followed that and. Um, been a fun journey for me it's been 18 months and uh it's been around about 18 months when these lessons were first offered they came they're on audio you can get the lessons on audio um at jm's website also at shani christo's website so jm's is the way of mastery.com memory and then i'm not sure the shani christo might be helpful but um they're if you take a look, you can get the audio recordings. You can purchase them from their websites. And so that's how they came initially. And then they were printed. They came into book form. And initially they were given one month apart. So you would spend one month on each lesson before the next one, before the next one was channeled back at that time. And so they're one month apart, but... What I did when I picked up this book, I began facilitating a group as well at Winwood Unity. And uh, when I asked in my heart how long would we spend on each lesson, the guidance that I received was as long as each one feels, whatever feels good for each lesson. Begin a lesson and then just see how it feels. And we've spent usually two to three weeks on many of the lessons. Some lessons was one, I remember one lesson was just one week. I remember there was another lesson recently that was about five weeks, maybe six weeks. It went on for a while, so um, it's been really fun just to kind of check in and, and each week. Um, you know, some people have 
kind of run a little bit ahead in the group. Some people were a little behind at times, but it's it's unfolded really. It's been really fun watching the unfolding and coming on this journey and, and joining together just to share about the journey. That's all the group is that I facilitate. It's not really actually doing the lessons together or doing these. Um, uh, it's more of coming together to share our experiences that each of us are having along this journey, and, and that's been really fun. So the next section here is called, this is the same lesson, you are here to extend the love of God into creation. The next section is called the perfection of all spiritual practice. The perfection of all spiritual practice. And I share with us here, self-love is the perfection of all spiritual practice. Self-love is the final shining ray of light that illuminates the heart of the individuated ray of light that you are. When I came on uh, earlier here, I heard the sharing, I'm not sure who that was in the audio that Lynn was playing here, but I I was listening, I could hear the sharing on self-love. It was really beautiful. And then they, so they share with us here, self-love is the final shining ray of light that illuminates the heart of the individuated ray of light that you are. Self-love transfigures the mind, the emotional body, and even the physical body to the degree that is strongly, that it strongly shines into the cells of the body. I'll repeat that. Self-love transfigures the mind, the emotional body, and even the physical body to the degree that it strongly shines into the cells of the body. Therefore, indeed, beloved friends, as we enter into this last part of the way of knowing, we have come in this lesson to share with you that we do not so much come to a culmination or an end, but to a springboard for what shall be. In the way of mastery, we have sought to help you dismantle your illusions, to soften your heart and your mind, and to be more and more willing to be less fearful. By becoming less fearful, you have indeed opened more and more to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Every choice for love has been the result of the transfiguration that has been going on in the alchemy of your soul. Someone here, who was it? Uh, Roy had written on the board here: "Choose joy and happiness and peace. They're a part of everything real." And looking at this journey, that's what comes to my mind. It's just to really simplify the journey, it's choosing love, choosing love. Now, what are we going to choose? In the next moment, what are we choosing? What are we choosing? So they're telling us here, every choice for love has been the result of the transfiguration that has been going on in the alchemy of your mind. We come to see that the choices, the choice for love in every moment, it's always available. What's our choice now? We have free will. What's our choice now? And in choosing love, we're choosing our awakening. Every time we choose love, we're choosing our awakening. In the moments of uh, where we may not have chosen love in that moment, we come to see that it was just an innocent sleeping. We're just continuing in that dreamy state of of, um, just not unconsciousness, unawareness in that moment. And we come to witness the innocence of that unaware state as we take that step back and we become aware, we become aware of what it is to be in that unaware state. We witness what that felt like to be unaware in that moment. And we see that making that choice for love, it is truly the entire journey. We choose love again and again and again. Of course, the miracles devoted a beautiful section at the, near the end of the text on choosing love. Choosing love again, choose again, choose again. And choose love. This time, choose love. And when we don't, we lovingly 
become aware of what it is to allow ourselves um, off the hook, let ourselves off the hook for when we did not make the choice for love. And in that moment, we just made the choice for love to let ourselves off the hook, to forgive ourselves. And then we move into that uh, realization of um, the choiceless choice. That when we come to witness that there is only love, there is nothing other than love, it's all love, is when we realize that there really wasn't anything to choose between. That choosing in between, that was uh, a tool in the atonement for the awakening, that choice. Choosing between love and fear, we come to witness that there is only love, there's oneness. There is no other than God. There is nothing else that exists. And so when we come to witness this, we rest into the truth of who we really are. We realize we're it. We're the oneness. We realize that that there truly is no choice in that moment. There's no choice to be made because there's nothing else to choose between. There's no this or that. We come to witness that it's all inclusive. It's this and that. We see there's no or. When we're looking at this or that, we're still looking at two. We're looking at the separation, there's this or that. So we come to witness that that we move through the choosing after we've chosen love, chosen love again and again, chosen love again, we come to that place of realizing that ultimately we were making a choice because we were still believing in duality. We were still believing that there's something other than oneness. We were still believing that that could possibly exist. And so while we still were a little asleep at the wheel, holding on to that belief of separation, the belief of two-ness, that the choice was required, that was a tool in the awakening process, in the atonement, to make that choice. Forgiveness, we come to find that forgiveness is a tool in the awakening process, because as we continue to uh, open to the truth of who we are, we realize, we come to realize that forgiveness is not even necessary because there's nothing to forgive, because there is no other than God. That was the dream. The dream was is that we believed there was other than God, that we believed there was something that needed forgiveness. We believed there was something that we needed to choose in between. We needed to make the choice because that, it was only the belief that there was something other than God. The belief that there was sin, that there was something to forgive. So we come to witness that forgiveness is not necessary. In that moment, we stand in that place of awareness, of openness, of truth that there is no other than God. There is no other than oneness. There is no separation. I'm going to continue reading here. So they share with us, they say, You are an extraordinary being. You have been initiated into the strand of light of the lineage, the sacred family, dedicated to the manifestation and the fulfillment of the atonement, the awakening of the sonship as the mind of Christ. All that you do in each moment when you dedicate yourself to love, whether you be living in a farmhouse or in a condominium in New York, adds to the field of energy being created that will one day tip the balance and dissolve all illusions from all minds. Your life, then, is a life in service to the sonship, regardless of the forms in which you find yourself living. And we indeed, we come to find that we are in service to the sonship. We're so in this together. I remember having that aha moment. Oh my gosh, we're so in this together. We are so in this together. We're helping each other. What is arising is arising for us in every moment. And when there seems to be a separate brother offering us a moment where we seem to be needing, requiring forgiveness, we come to realize that that's unfolding for us and it's coming from us. There's no separate brother there. There's ourself. We come to witness ourself everywhere. Manifesting. 
as the form that is giving birth to that that is revealing to us that there the memory of who we are so that we come to see that there is no separation, there is no um, idea to hold on to here. There's nothing to hold on to. We come to realize that we let go of that idea that we're all here on separate paths, finding our own journeys, our own ways. We come to realize there really is one journey here. There's one journey of the one appearing as many, working together as many, appearing appearing as many, working together to um, in support of each other for the memory of the one self, for the return of the memory of the one self. And we come to witness the calls for love, these beautiful calls for love that we witness on the planet. Once upon a time, we looked at them and, and saw them as so frightening. We must run away. We must turn our heads. We must hide from the darkness. We can't look at that. And then we come to find that until we can, that we're not able to go back through the eye of the needle until we're willing to have a good look at the darkness. We come to find that when we can embrace and open our hearts to any of it and all of it, whatever is unfolding, realizing there's messages in every moment. This is happening for me. Why? So that I may choose to know myself ever more deeply than ever before. And and what is that? It's choosing love. And all that is is choosing love in every moment. Something else arises. It gets our attention. There's the call for love. What is it offering? It's offering me to return back to the truth of who I am to make that choice right now. Do I choose love? Do I choose to remember who I am? Do I choose? What choice am I making in this moment? I'm looking back at the board here and um, Roy had written on the board uh, a little bit ago here. He'd written, happy and happy every day. Brighter and brighter goes the way. Standing in the love from above. Amen. I'm in a new world sharing God's love with all. Thanks, Roy. That's so beautiful. Thank you. Lovely. You can really feel your open heart there and really feel the sharing that from heart to heart. It's so beautiful. And, and this being in this together sharing in this journey together, realizing there's one journey, the one having a journey, appearing as many. And we come to find that when we really share from the heart, it's felt from the heart. And in that moment, we receive as soon as we give. As soon as we initiate that feeling and opening the heart, sharing from the heart, we instantly receive what we gave in that moment because there is no separation. There was no separate identity to give that to we just gave it to ourselves and how beautiful does that feel when we share and I can really feel that beautiful sharing okay have a look here where are we we're in this section here called the perfection of all spiritual practice So they go on to share with us here. All that you do in each moment when you dedicate yourself to love, whether you be living in a farmhouse or in a condominium. We did read this, so I guess it's uh, to be read again. (laughs) Whether you be living in a farmhouse or in a condominium in New York adds to the field of energy being created that will one day tip the balance and dissolve all illusions from all minds. Your life, then, is a life in service to the sonship, regardless of the forms in which you find yourself living. And they tell us here our only task. They share with us, your only task, then, is to decide each day to surrender anew, desire the atonement or the at one intend the atonement, 
allow transfiguration to occur and surrender into the truth. And then this is like a little prayer to self, a little talking to self here that they're sharing with us here. So this is our only task is when we're saying this, Abba, God, the divine, you are the only thing that exists. Therefore, it makes no sense even to say, not my will, but thine. For yours alone is. How shall we spend this one day? And that's what, that's feeling that I'm, I'm receiving, what I'm getting here on this journey, is that how does it feel now? Asking the heart, always turning within to the heart center, knowing that the heart center is the core of who we are. This is where where the awakened core uh, is beaming. We come to find is that when we can truly be listening and following and being the heart center, being the truth of who we are, that in every moment we're saying, how should I spend this moment? What feels good now? What feels good now? Now what feels good? And being true to that moment, being true to the heart in that moment, because the next moment or the next week we may have a whole different feeling. We may be guided into a whole different direction. We may have a whole different uh, sight than we saw previously on on a subject. We may feel differently about it. And so we're trusting the heart in every moment to guide us, realizing that our awakened self, like that's our connection. When we move into the core of who we are and the core of our being, the core of our heart, and we feel into that, we come to witness that there's the opening, and that's what continues to open and open. We feel that opening of the heart center, the opening of the mind, the opening of the eyes, that it comes in that place of where we feel, how does it feel now? Now how does it feel? What am I drawn to right now? What feels good in my heart? What's going to make my heart shine? What's going to make my heart smile? How smiling, you know, you feel that. How does it feel when I'm smiling from the heart? What does that feel like? Smiling of the the awakened. In that moment, being aware of what it feels like when we're smiling, when the heart's smiling, when the heart's singing, when the heart's dancing. I mean, and and for me, I look at this journey, it's a journey of the heart. That's how it feels to me. A Course of Love, we've taken a look at A Course of Love, a number of Course of Miracles students have been picking that up of late. I've I've seen people sharing about it. Uh, We've my Course in Miracles group uh, at Winwood Unity, uh, it was about a year ago I felt the guidance to change it over to a Course of Love. It just felt time. Course in Miracles, it just felt that, you know, um, I, I knew in my heart at that time, it'll always be in my heart, but it just felt it was time to change it to a Course of Love. Didn't really know where it was going at that point, but then as we opened the Course of Love, began to read a Course of Love, um, there was a description from Jesus uh, that tells us that of course in miracles is for the mind for the undoing the undoing of the idea of the idea of the separate self the idea of the ego illusion and so and then he shares with us that as we move into a course of love he calls that kind of like I don't remember the word continuation extension um, from a course in miracles but he was he likened the course of love to jumping into the heart center and to really um, dropping from the head into the heart. So now we're really, and, and it feels like that in A Course of Love. And reading through A Course of Love, it was so interesting because prior to knowing of its existence, over the years, messages I was getting while I was with A Course in Miracles, going through the workbook, there was many messages that I, I was reading in A Course of Love. Like, oh, Holy Spirit, share this with me. Oh, yes, oh, yes. And, and you can just feel the heart just kind of, like, it's kind of like a strengthening of the heart, um, just really feeling into that and um, coming to witness that, for me, that's what a course of love truly is. It just feels like a strengthening of the heart, like a real, 
and that's what opening is. And it can feel vulnerable at times to really open and share from the heart so honestly and so purely. And what I've come to find, um, and this is where a way of mastery, Jeshua talks about this in a way of mastery, that as we feel that vulnerability of opening and sharing from the heart, as we really feel that vulnerability, that we, when we can move through that, when we can embrace the seeming darkness, what appears to be darkness, when we can embrace what's, what's arising in front of us, whatever it is, an illness or uh, it could be a separation in a relationship or something that's created, you know, it doesn't feel very good. But in that moment, we open our hearts and, and, and look at the message that's there. What's arising for me here? What can I take a look at here? And, and as we look at it rather than deny it, when we push away, when we turn away from the seeming darkness, we're saying that it's real, that it's true, that it exists. And so in our mind, it, it seems to continue to exist because we've made it real. So when we can embrace the darkness, when we can have a good look at it and say, you know, let's have a look at this with the Holy Spirit. Let's have a look at this from my heart, Sahar. Let me have a look at this with love. Let's see what's here, what messages are here. And then whatever is unfolding in that moment, we will know in our hearts what steps to take. We'll know in our hearts and we feel the embracing rather than the denying. And we feel that in that embracing, then we become the witness of the dissipating of the darkness. And we come to realize that nothing really even dissipated because it wasn't really there. <laughs> so it's more that it's, it kind of dissipates from the, it's like the idea falling away, the idea of the darkness, the idea of something fearful falls away as we embrace it and we realize that in that moment that love is all that exists and that this occurred in the moment as a call for love to bring me back to love. It's a call from self to bring me back to self so that I remember self in this moment. Coming to see that, that this is where we uh, we find that in every moment when we can ask ourselves, how does it feel now? How does it feel now? Or some things doesn't feel so good. Well, let me take a look at that. Because once upon a time I remember pushing it away. I remember denying, not wanting to take a look. And in A Course in Miracles, Joshua sharing, take a good look at the darkness. They're my words, something along that line. He was saying, take, take a look. Like, look at the darkness. Don't shy away from the darkness. Because it's in embracing it, taking a look at it, that we can embrace it, that we do come to find that it wasn't what we thought it was. We come to witness the truth that we are eternal beings, that there is no ending. And that this fearful idea of an ending, this fearful idea that we could possibly be in pain and suffering, we come to find that as we uh, take that step back, we become the witness that of faith. We become the witness of faith, what it is to know that we're it, that you're it, <laughs> that there's really nothing that can be taken away from us. We can never lose who we truly are but it's coming to embrace the, the seeming darkness where we've become the witness of the truth of who we really are and that what can never be lost. And what we've believed is other than God, what we've believed is a separation just naturally just falls away and we come to witness, oh, oh, I kind of moved through this steps or this feeling of, of, of requiring forgiveness when I was looking that there was something other than God, there was something to be fixed, something to be changed. And now I've become the witness that even that's not necessary. Even forgiveness isn't necessary because right now as I let go and remember who I truly am, then I realize that there's nothing to fix, there's nothing to change, it's all is perfect. And that it was my idea of other than God. It was my idea that I could possibly live in lack, that I could possibly lose something, lose an aspect, lose a part of myself. It was that idea that fell away. Now I rest in that eternal knowingness that I am all, that we are all. 
And so when they share with us here, that's our only task. Our only task then is to decide each day to surrender anew. Each day, desire the atonement, intend the atonement, allow transfiguration to occur and surrender into the truth. Into the truth of Abba, God, the divine. You are the only thing that exists. Therefore, it makes no sense even to say, not what, not my will, but thine, for yours alone is. How shall we spend this day? Each experience that you go through is the reshuffling of the cards as your life changes and ebbs and flows and miracles begin to come. Old friends go, new friends come. All of it is the process whereby your particular expression of Abba, of God, the divine, is being transfigured into the power and purity of Christ, whereby your particular expression We come to find that we, the awakened self, the awakened self of who we truly are, is expressing, always expressing, God expressing in individual form. All that is showing up as individual expression, revealing an individual expression, all kind of playing the different colors in the web of life. We come to witness that We are that expression, always expressing. There's no ending to the expression of self. So when we, our task, when we can let go and surrender into the unfolding of the memory of who we truly are, Jeshua tells us at the very beginning of the way of mastery that our awakening, our enlightenment, is just merely remembrance. All it is, it's just remembering. What it is, what is it that brings us to our remembrance? For me, on my journey, it's been a, an opening of the heart, a, a contemplating on who I am, a contemplating on on what is arising, what are the messages here, what am I being shown here, what is my awakened self, my true self that's awake, right? This soul, the heart of my being. God self, what what is this showing to me right now as we have been in that moment of believing in two-ness, believing in the separation, being in that sleepy state. And we come to remember who we truly are and come into that wakeful state. And we we can recognize ourselves, we become aware of our unawareness. We become aware of what it is to be asleep at the wheel. We become aware of what it is to be struggling, feeling that pressure, that we must fix things and change things. We become aware of the self, of the sleeping self. And as we become more aware of the sleeping self, we become more aware of the the choice in this moment. What do we choose now? I choose love. I choose to feel good because that's me. That's who I really am. From the core of my being, the core of my heart, this is who I truly am. And it's alive in me right now, fully alive, in full expression, in full wakefulness right now. That's what I choose. I choose to live in that memory. I choose to be who I truly am. As we become more and more aware of who we truly are, we become more and more aware of those moments when we uh, when have fallen asleep at the wheel. Moments when we believed for that moment that there's possibly two. That moment of uh, belief in pain and suffering. The moment that we believed that everything is happening to me, <laughs> not happening for me. And we quickly choose love in that moment. We remind ourselves, I choose to feel good. I choose to feel happiness. I choose to feel joy. There's way right on the board. Choose love and you choose sanity. We choose love in that moment and we choose the truth of who we truly are. We realize, I choose to be awake at the will. 
because when we, we hand over the steering wheel, we come to realize that our awakened self had the steering wheel all along. We are truly, love does have a handle on everything. Love is in control. And we are that love. So the sleeping self lets go of the steering wheel. We let go. We go, oh, I don't know. I know nothing. I don't know. And we let go of it. And then the simultaneously this knowing, this fresh knowing, the memory of self arises and we realize that we truly do know. We let go again. We let go. We drop into the not knowing to remember that we truly do know. <laughs> so beautiful. So I see that it is um, it's 11 a.m. here in Aloha Land, in Hawaii. Thank you so much. Thank you, Len. Thank you, Doug. Thank you all for sharing here. I'm going to hand over um, the mic. My website is robinbusfield.com and handing over the mic. Thank you so much. Aloha. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.